Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. Oftentimes, we'll come together on a Sunday morning and there'll be a theme. And it will be a theme that the Holy Spirit, actually, we haven't conversed with the other leaders or worship team or anything like that. But it comes out, you look at the end of the service and it's like, oh, there's a theme. Is anybody picking up on what the theme is this morning? Presence. Yeah. Presence. And you're like, oh, yeah, I was about to say that. Um, most of you, half of you maybe, a third of you, I don't know, some of you, one or two of you now would know this, but I want to recap a little bit of, of who we are, what we are, why we are. And um, when we started House of Hope, um, it was, it was going to go back with me January 2010. Um, I was praying, and we at that point had been meeting together as a, a small group, small group of people licking our wounds after we got booted out of the Foursquare Church, and um, and then we were just we had been together for about three months, and I and I I was praying, and and I felt the Lord say, there, "There's something coming that you I want you to do, and I want you to start a new family." And I was like, no, oh, no, no. At that point, I'd been, you know, in ministry for 15, uh, 16, 18, 18 years, maybe. And, and gone through a lot of different experiences, good, bad, ugly, whatever. And we knew at that point that, that like, Deanna and I was like, we don't need another church in Cranbrook. And the Lord kept saying, no, I need you to birth something. I need you to, are you willing to, to do something different? And I was like, well, of course I'm willing, but I don't want to. <laughs> How is that? I'm willing, but I don't want to. <laughs> because it's you, because you, it's you asking. And I know, <laughs> because it was just like, why? But it was, it was January 2010 that, and I, we met together as a house group, and I said, do you guys remember this? And I said, we, something is coming, there's a change coming, and we need to actually put some legs to what we are doing now, and it's got to be for something, not just hanging out together, licking our wounds, and going, how horrible was our experience, right? And so as we were praying, as I was saying yes to the Father, and I was in my just quiet times or whatever you're going to call it. The Lord said, I want you, I asked the question, sorry, what do you want? What is this going to look like? Because I don't want, I don't want to recreate something that doesn't work. And he says, that's why I want you to do this. And I said, what does it look like? How, how do you build a church? How do you build, how do you gather people? How do you, and the Lord said to me very clearly, if you provide a place for my presence to come, I will build the church. And I was like, oh, that's easy. 
And, 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 and I really believe that because it took the onus off of us. It took the onus off of Deanne and I that we have to do some amazing program, that we have to do something incredibly, like, like flashy, right? That's why we don't have lights and smoke and stuff like that as much as some of you want that. Um, I'm too old. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I think it'd be cool. I, I, I think it would be cool. I just like, whatever. Anyway, it's rabbit trail. I don't want to go there. So right from the beginning, the Lord said, I want you to provide a place for my presence. And then we started looking at what does that actually look like? What does that actually mean? And for the last nine years, we've actually done that. We've actually provided a place for the Lord's presence to come and to dwell and to move and to move throughout our lives and to move into our hearts and, and people come in. So, but, I, but I've also felt as a core group of people um, that we get tired, that we get, not tired, sorry, back up, we get uh, numb to his presence. We get we get, we get to the place where it's like, this is just normal. And it's not until visitors come and visitors go, and this has happened time and time and time again, where visitors come and they'll go, wow, this is amazing. And our response is like, yeah, it's okay. And it's like, wait a minute, are we missing something? Are we missing something? Are we, are we forgetting what actually drew us? And not just drew us to House of Hope. Do we forget what drew us actually to his presence in the first place? If we can go back, think about your walk, think about who you are, think about when you first encountered his love, when you first heard the truth. What was it that drew you to him? Ultimately, it'll be his presence. You experienced something that was completely different. You experienced a filling, a fullness, a a love, uh, I don't know. I don't know what each of your experiences were, but it could be boiled down to, I had a taste of his presence. And the reason why we can all look at that, is that be, look at that individually is because God is present everywhere. He's, he's, he's present everywhere. And he is constantly calling out to us, I want you to experience me. Whether it's in House of Hope, whether it's walking down the street, whether it's another church, whether it's a... God's presence is everywhere. He's working everywhere. Even that church that you don't like. Even that church that we go, went to that church, God's presence was not there. That's a lie. And I've said that. You know, I'm like, yeah. Matter. Great. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you next week. <laughs> so God's presence is everywhere, but it's not always in the same way. Sometimes He manifests um, His presence in special ways, right? Just and we can look biblically. Exodus um, three. Uh, Moses is walking along, and all of a sudden he looks over, and there's a burning bush which was not uncommon for the time. You know, there's, there's, we, we can look historically, and even today, it gets so hot in that part of the world that plate, the bushes self-combust. But what got his attention was it wasn't being burned. 
And he's like, sweet, I've got to check this out. And he walked into the presence of this burning bush and God spoke to him. You know, Isaiah 6, I want to read this one. This is, this is cool. This is Isaiah's experience um, with, with the presence of the Father. If you have your Bibles, we're just going to read this part. In the year that King Isaiah died, I clearly saw the Lord. This is Isaiah speaking. He was seated on the exalted throne, towering high above me. His long flowing robe of splendor spread throughout the temple. Standing above him were angels of flaming fire, each with six wings and two wings that covered their face in reverence, two wings that covered their feet, and two, with two wings they flew. And one called out to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, commander of the angel armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The thunderous voice of the fiery angels caused the foundations of the thresholds to tremble as the cloud of glory filled the temple. So here's Isaiah having this open vision of the presence. And it's like, how many of us can relate to going into God's presence and having this experience? Some, yeah. Not everybody, but it's, it's there. And then, and, then, and then Isaiah's response, then I stammered and I said, woe is me, I'm destroyed, doomed as a sinful man, for my words were tainted and I lived among people who talked the same way. King Yahweh, commander of the angel armies, my eyes have gazed upon him. Then out of the smoke, one of the angels of fire flew to me and had in his hands a burning coal and he had taken it from the altar with tongs. He touched my lips and said, see, The burning coal from the altar has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the Lord saying, Who should I send to my people? Who will go to represent us? And I spoke up and I said, I will be the one. Send me. Isaiah had this amazing experience in the Lord's presence that changed him. And that's what's happened when we get into into God's presence. We actually get changed. Whether we realize it, as Isaiah did, he had this encounter that touched the, the coal. Or something minor will happen that we don't realize until we get into a situation that is normal for us, and the results of that normal situation isn't normal because we've been changed. Do you understand? And it's for us to understand that the presence of the Lord brings this change. But we have to be aware of the presence of the Lord. I think a lot of times things happen in our lives that are actually the Lord, but we don't acknowledge it because we're not looking. And we're like, oh, this something good happened or something strange happened or I had this sense of deja vu or, or, or whatever it is, and, and you just kind of shrug it off and, and go on with your day. Or this inkling to, to say something to someone or do something or, or someone says something to you and it's like, huh. When it's actually the, the presence of the Father coming and down and touching us and being aware of that. But we get so insensitized, desensitized, sorry, to the presence that we miss that. See, we're supernatural people. We, are, like, we have to realize that we are supernatural people. We have created by a supernatural creator and he wants to share that with us it's a problem it's okay we can cut it off so thanks for tuning in see you next week (laughs) all right so love technology
Um, so we have to look at, um, to what, what the definition of presence is. The Hebrew word for presence is, I'm not going to give you the Hebrew word for presence, but the translation is face. Face. The face of God. It's like he's the ultimate FaceTime. You know what FaceTime is? Right? Pull out your phones, connect to somebody with FaceTime, you are face-to-face. We can go up to Richard and we can talk and converse face-to-face. We are in each other's presence. That is what God wants for us. It implies a close, personal encounter with the Lord. Intimacy with him attracts and cultivates his presence. He is quick to come. He's so quick to come when we actually invite him. That's why most Sunday mornings when we come together, I, I, I say we need to actually acknowledge him. Is he here? Absolutely, he's here. He, never, he said he'd never leave us or forsake us. But we actually have to connect with his presence and say, well, Father, we are now here. We're actually going to turn off of our external, all the stuff that's been bombarding us, and we want to be with you. We're going to acknowledge you. We are just going to have a face-to-face encounter with you. And that's what, that's what Moses did. Um, he had a face-to-face encounter in Exodus 3 with the burning bush. And then he had multiple experiences throughout his life of a face-to-face encounter with God. And then he went up the mountain at the one time towards the end and around um, Ezekiel, Exodus, uh, around 25. And, and, um, and the Lord saying, I'm, I'm going to take the Israelites, I'm going to take the children across um, but I'm going to stay here. And, and Moses says, if your presence doesn't go with us, then, then just we're not going to go. And I believe the Lord was saying, do you want me or do you want a miracle? Do you want my presence or do you want something else? Because if you have me, you're going to get everything else. But if you get the else, it's not going to be as full. Does that make sense? And so as for House of Hope, you know, what our, our core value is, is fostering his presence, is, 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 is providing a place for his presence to come and having face-to-face experiences with him. Now, it's not just Sunday morning that we need these face-to-face experiences. It's not just Sunday morning where we, we have it. It's, it's, it's fostered throughout our week. And I'm not saying, oh, if you're not having a quiet time every day, then, then sinner. I'm not saying that. Because it goes beyond that. It's driving in your car and you hear a song on the radio and all of a sudden you're ushered into his presence and you don't understand why. And it doesn't even have to be a Christian song. <gasps> right? It, it, it's because God is speaking and using every mode, every way to get your attention as long as you're actually getting your attention, then he can do something. So it's feeding in his presence. It's understanding his presence throughout the week. Then when we come together, it's just a natural expression again, and things happen. We were created to live in God's presence. God's made us to be a dwelling place for his presence here on earth today. That's who we are. That's our birthright. That's how he's created us to be. In Corinthians, it says, you know, your, your bodies are a temple. That's why we don't actually go to a temple anymore like the Israelites did. There's no temple here on earth where people come to worship. 
The Holy Spirit dwells in us. His presence is in us. And that's how we've been created to be. And so when we come together, it's like this, this melding of, of his presence in our lives. And we can celebrate together. And we allow the Holy Spirit to move. And we allow the Holy Spirit to speak. And that's why we give opportunity for testimonies even and prophetic words when they're, when they're here. And, and, and part of fostering his presence is allowing the Holy Spirit to come and ebb and flow and, and do what he needs to do. And we've been accused in the past of, you guys are too closed and you're in a box. And, and I'm like, you need to show up more. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, you're not here. You don't like, well, I've only been here once in the last six months and you're a closed church. Okay. <laughs> Why is it important for us to be aware of his presence here on earth? Is because heaven is filled with his presence. And our mandate, bringing God's kingdom to earth, that's our vision as it is in heaven. We're taking from heaven what is in heaven, and we're bringing it down to earth. And it's got to be his presence. Because what happens in his presence? Why is this key? Why is this core? Because what happens in his presence is we, we have change. In his presence, there's healing. In his presence, identities are re- renewed. Think of the, the story in the, the, you know, the, the, the loving, the prodigal son, the loving father parable that Jesus, in one line in there, it said the son remembered who he was. It was like he, he remembered who he was in the presence of the father. And he got up, shook off the dirt and the muck and said, I'm going to go back to my father's house. So he remembered, and it was, I honestly believe it was the father's presence in that story coming down on him, reminding him, son, you're greater than this. You're, you're way too amazing to, to be acting like this. And this is why we, we challenge people. It's like, you're too awesome to be acting like that, so, so stop it. But it's his presence that, that triggers that in us. His presence, that's where we're, we get healed, physically healed whether we're actually laying hands on somebody or just in his presence enjoying him, and he's like, ah, here. In fact, Paulette, could you just lay your hand on Judy's shoulder very lightly and just release healing on her, please? Just very lightly, just very gently, don't. Because in his presence, there's healing. So Lord, we just release more of your presence on Judy right now. And we speak to the ligaments, and we speak to the nerves, and we speak to the muscles to be rejoined and rekindled and released. Holy Spirit, just do what you need to do in your presence. Another way that for us to understand what happens in his presence is that we become what we behold. Does that make sense? What you dwell on, what you feed yourself with, you become. If a man who is happily married starts to form an unhealthy connection with another lady, whether it's innocent or intent, the more time he spends with that person, the more connected he becomes, and his heart is then divided. 
and I picked on men because I'm a man. Same thing happens with ladies. We become what we behold. If all you do, families have been divided because sometimes parents will get so focused on work and, and doing that that is the result of their life is a broken family because the kids grow up going, I don't know who my parents are. The fruit of that is brokenness. Brokenness. So what we behold and what we concentrate on is what we broker. If we can concentrate and behold his face and are constantly aware of his presence in our life, it's just going to increase. It's just going to get more. I'm sure you remember the story. I've, I've talked about this before, but years ago, Bill Johnson was in a cell phone store, and he's looking for the newest cell phone. And this was years before the iPhone, so he was you know, working with, with limited resources. But, um, but he's standing there, and he's, he says, I'm just kind of looking at this new phone, and a lady walks by me, and, um, and all of a sudden I look, and she's on the floor. He's like, oh, dear. Um, I leaked. That's what his comment was, I leaked. It's because he was so aware of God's presence, it was just coming out of him. The woman gets off the floor, and she's like, what did you do to me? I'm just here looking at this. So she gets up off the floor and walks away, and he's doing his thing, and she comes back, and boom, on the floor again. And he's like, I'm just going to go. <laughs> and he just leaves the store. But my point is, he fostered in his own life the presence of the Father, the presence, the presence of God. And out of that comes, the result is a filled, overflowing life. And that's what we get back to this idea that we are, we are the temple, right? What was, where was the presence of the Lord housed in the Old Covenant? In the ark. Before there was a temple, there was the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Promise, and the presence was there. It, it dwelled on that. So the Ark has then since been destroyed. The temple has been destroyed for a couple thousand years now. We are the temple. And so we actually, wherever we go, we carry the presence of the Lord. Whether we are aware of it or not, the point is we need to be aware of it and not take it for granted. See, God's presence creates the opportunity for life-changing encounters. There's times that I've been very aware of the Lord's presence, excuse me, and I hear what he says, and I act on it, and people's lives are changed. And then there's times that I'm not aware of his presence, and maybe I miss them. Or maybe he actually, his presence just does it anyway. Just like Bill was standing there, he wasn't thinking, oh, I want to leak. Oh, I want people to fall when they come into my presence because of the Holy Spirit. I mean, he was just looking there to buy a cell phone. And the lady walks in and does a dive. And he's like, huh, that's cool. Didn't do anything about it. Didn't pray for her to receive Jesus. Didn't, do you need something? Can I pray? Like, it was just like the presence was on him and in him and through him and out. Right? We have to look for opportunities like that. So God's presence is um, on us to impact others. We don't know what other people are, like, are having. We don't know what other people's experiences, what they're having in their day. 
And I've said this before, but it could be just a smile. It could be a hello or calling somebody by name, right? Lately, I've been, when I'm in at bank tellers or um, in line at the grocery store, like talking, I'll look at their name and I'll say, hey, thank you, Jenny, or whatever your name is. <laughs> like whatever the, I'm, I'm just hoping that there's a, a name tag. Because they say most people don't hear their names. They don't hear who they are. They're not, they're, they're not seen. They're not heard. People go about their day unknown. And I thought, you know, if I can call out their names and speak, just thank you, Judy. Thanks. And that's all, you know, we're actually releasing presence. So that just kind of gives us a little bit of a, a taste of, of why we, we focus on presence so badly. And that came, I didn't like, I don't like that sign. That, I don't like that sentence. We don't focus on presence badly. <clears throat> we focus on, that's why we focus on presence so much. It's because it's the mandate of who we are. It was the start of House of Hope. And then out of, that, out of that mandate of his presence, if you provide a place for my presence to rest, I will build your church. Out of that came, I want family, we have worship, and what's the other one? Presence, worship, and family. That's, that's the three. Those are our three core values. And whether we can understand that or not, everything we try to do comes out of those three core values. But presence is the number one. And we have to be aware and say, when we come together on a Sunday morning, when we're, that we're prepared to release something. Well, I have nothing to give. Well, then you have to get in his presence because he's always speaking. And if you think that God is not speaking to you, then you're wrong. I was going to say that right out front. You are wrong because he's always speaking. He's always talking. You just have to listen. I think sometimes as Christians, as sons and daughters, we have hearing of convenience and we only want to hear him when it suits us. It's like my kids growing up. So you, you kids only have a hearing of convenience. You only hear what you want to hear, and it's usually dinner or here's your allowance. What's that? You never got an allowance, huh? How soon they forget. You got an allowance when you were younger. I absolutely did. Anyway. <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying about a hearing of convenience? It's like we only hear what we want to hear. Joan mentioned the dove, you know, the eyes of the dove and the heart of a dove. And um, I'm reminding of that story of, of Leif Hetland. <clears throat> and he, when he talked about when the Holy Spirit arrives, he arrives like a dove and it lands on your shoulder. And, if you, and what are you going to do? Like if you're going to move quickly or do something overtly, the dove flies away. But you want to move and do, to be aware of the dove on your, pre, on your shoulder so that the presence doesn't leave. Now, we've had times at House of Hope where we've missed it. We've absolutely missed it. And, and the dove kind of flies up and goes up there because he never leaves us. But the, but, the, but the course, the flow of what God was doing that day, we, we weren't sensitive. We didn't respond correctly until afterwards we go, oh, you know what? I think this should have happened. But that's what he wants. He's not harsh. He's like, well, I'm out of here. He doesn't do that. 
He comes back and says, let's try it again. And so we, we form this dance with the dove on our shoulder so he doesn't fly away and we become sensitive and we become al- allowing ourselves to actually risk and do these things in his presence. And that's why it's so it's important for us to come together and be say, Lord, what, am, what is my job this morning? What is my part? Thank you. What's my part in this dance with the, with the dove? Dancing with the doves. Anyway, I have more, but I think that's it. I think that's good. It's... <laughs> Here you go. What's that? Found the dove. It's crashing in the back. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay, I'm just kidding. Let's stand. All right. So, Father, we thank you that your presence is still here. We thank you that you are still growing us and you are maturing us and you are allowing us to be a family and we are as connected to you as we want to be. There is no limitation on our connection to your presence unless we put it there. And so, Father, as we grow as a family, as we grow as individuals, allow us to be fully cognizant of your presence in our lives, everywhere we go, wherever we walk, whatever we do, that it would be learning the dance of the dove on our shoulder, allowing you to move, giving us words for people, giving us instances to release your kingdom. And that truly is as wherever we go, we're bringing heaven to earth because that's where your presence is and that's where you want to be is here on earth. So, Father, we just say thank you. Amen. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.